he takes in the rusted ochre from a mossy bough. He runs on, steely white, from the sap of a chestnut tree. Lead white, his father would have likened it to. The white of whites, the cruelest, black at its core. Women dying for this white. Paint the soft canvas of their cheeks with the sweet poison of iron oxide. Float in clouds of lethargy before it's stealing their shine. Before they fainting to the floor. Jacob sticks to the paths that run from north to south. He knows how to read a path knows how to seek out the contrasts of damp and dry that form when the sun shines directly down. He knows how to read the puddles, to read the wind direction from the sediment that collects at the edges, green-tinted and murky, and to read the moss that settles on the northern, damper sides of the rocks and pebbles. He knows which tree to interpret the land by, knows to seek out the giant that stands wider and higher than all the others or the tree that stands alone, affected only by the elements. Knows to look which way the branches grow, how they will splay towards the highest sun, and, too, that sweet is south-facing, that the nuts and berries he finds will be riper on the southerly side. He knows which flowers follow the sun, which lift their heads to face the golden orb in the sky. Run, if you can, he has been taught. Always, if you can, my boy, with them shadows over your left shoulder at sunset, run south. Why south? Because south is safe, closer to the sun. South to where, then? But there is no to where. He runs simply to survive, moves on from forest to field, from field to forest, forages for mushrooms, dandelions, nettles that he pounds with stones and sucks the juice from. He knows to sleep, where the spiderwebs cling to the nooks and crannies, where the wind won't find them, or him, as he slumbers beneath their jewel-frosted weaves on a pillow of moss. And he knows how to read the clouds, when to seek shelter, when not. Knows the coming of a storm, the vertical towers that will fill the sky swelling as the warm air rises rapidly, or the lighter wisps that come with the fairer weather, and the change in their hue, darker where there is open water, lighter where there is snow. He knows how to make a night dial, knows how to join the two points in a crescent moon so that they will lead him south. He has grown up directing himself with the wind and the shadows. This is familiar to him. It is the loneliness that is not. He has never, until this time, been so alone. He is afraid to sleep. His dreams have him crushed beneath mounds of loam and silt, clogging his mouth with clay, his eyes with darkness. Pekokala me sutim. He sleeps on bones. Bijakhengo achilem becomes without eyes. He breathes in grit, stifles his screams, and claws at the warm earth above him. Jacob, a half-blood gypsy child of Roma and Yenish. He scratches the loose soil away, 
scrapes aside the stones, the splintered roots, soaked with blood, until finally his fingers feel the wind. And then, through a crack in the earth, he catches a glimpse of the blue lapis sky. He wakes gasping, pulls himself upwards, gulping air, choking with memory as he stumbles to his feet. Them shadows moving as the sun commands, his father had told him. You are the sun, my boy. You are the sun. Rusted ochre from a mossy bough. Steely white from the sap of a chestnut tree. See that. Only that. Don't be afraid, Jacob. His father had